Celebrating the people, places, and stories that make Manitoba great. Plus a few random thoughts here and there. This is Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. Hello. It's been a while. (laughs) My name is Drew Kozub, and this is a podcast called Between Two Shows. And my name is Carly, and we've missed you. But not that much because... (laughs) Wow. I've missed people. I felt bad because we made it to one whole year of episodes. I want to say that, yes, we made it to one whole year and then we just kind of like stopped putting out some episodes. And I kind of thought for a moment, like, why did we do that? No, we didn't really take holidays. It wasn't like our schedules weren't linking up. Did we get really busy? I don't know. We're always kind of busy. We always like still make time to do the podcast. And we have still been recording some things and interviewing some people. Um, But then I was like, you know what? I'll say that we stop for a little bit so everyone get caught up because I know some people that are listening that are like I'm only on episode 40 or whatever I'm like okay we really? get caught up we want people to kind of like listen while things that we talk about are still relevant ideally yes yeah. um, I did get messages from people who were like what is happening um, I th- some people thought that we got shut down uh, <laughs> for being so controversial I don't know what it was but yeah no nothing happened it was just uh, it was just <laughs> us we, we made it to that one year mark and we were super happy super proud because it is tough to keep it going for an entire year doing it every week and then it just slid away. So we're back, hopefully in the weekly distribution schedule. Oh, I was going to say, hopefully better than ever. Well, I can't promise that. <laughs> um, as, yeah. as good as you remember it, that is what we're shooting for. But because it has been a while, we do have a lot to talk about, mm-hmm. um, including the Winnipeg person who was on stage at Super Bowl. Yeah, which is wild. And I don't know if enough people know that there was actually a Winnipegger that was a part of the national anthems. Karen Kazowski is her name, and she has amazing stories about her musical career, about meeting Snoop Dogg. And the most Snoop Dogg of Snoop Dogg entrances you could imagine happened at the Super Bowl when she first saw him. And to completely tease that interview, I will not give it away, but she also ran into someone at the Super Bowl. And I am shocked by this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a pretty good episode. I mean, you've been waiting a long time. It's finally going to pay off. Uh, We also talk about um, car twins. Mm -hmm. That is a thing. What you never want to forget when you're going to a hockey game because a little gross when you borrow it, right, Carly? Mm-hmm. All that and more on episode 53 of Between Two Shows. It finally resumes now. Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. Tell me if you get this weird rush when it happens. Okay. You're driving. Uh-huh. The vehicle heading toward you is your car twin. Same make, same model, same color as your exact vehicle. Um, No, because I wouldn't know my car twin if it was heading towards me. <laughs> Honestly, I'll be behind a car now and be like, oh, I like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have that. I have that. That's what you're in right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I realize that I'm in, I'm like, oh, are they looking at me? Like, that's yeah. That's what I'm always wondering about. Like, yeah, when you meet that person, are they realizing too? Are they like, I like the car that I chose? Or are they like, what a l- stupid loser mobile? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. That's what I have. Because you never see the outside of your car when you're cruising around. You only see the inside. I think it's just, I think it's so fun. You meet yeah. that person. What's going through their mind? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's funny though, because I, I wouldn't recognize it. Even when I was looking for a new vehicle, I asked one of my friends on my hockey team, I was like, what do you have? I really like that. And uh, she's like, I have what you got. And I'm like, 
oh, that's good. That's what I wanted then, you know? But hers is black, so it just like, it just looks so different than mine, you mm-hmm. know? But um, yeah, I got the car I wanted, the second car I wanted. The first car I wanted was a G-Wagon, which isn't practical and would really not work with these ruts right now. But I mean- Or maybe it would work with the ruts. But anyways, the boxy shape for me was not going to be safe for me and just wasn't in the price range. <laughs> wasn't in the budget. Yeah, you saved $70,000 <laughs> by going with the CRV. I crunched the numbers. They were not there. You didn't crunch a single number. (laughs) I just wanted to say that. Sharing fun stories and chatting with cool people whenever you want it. Welcome to Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. It's been a while since we had a guest on the podcast, Carly, so let's go big right now. I mean, yes, I, it's either go big or go home, but I always say, well, I like home, uh, um, but let's go big. But she also is from home. That is exactly right. So Karen Kazowski is a Manitoba musician. She grew up at what area? St. Vitale? Yeah, because she went to Glenlong Collegian, so I okay. guess that would be St. Vitale area. Took the music program there, bought her first guitar at St. Vitale Mall, and mm-hmm. has taken that guitar around North America, currently lives in Nashville, but her most recent gig was a pretty big one. Happened in, what was it, February? Yeah, February, mid-February for the Super Bowl. And uh, she joined Mickey Guyton, who is a huge country superstar right now. Um, And uh, they did the anthem. She was the person playing the piano for the anthem. So what a cool experience. What would it have been like to be there? What would it be like behind the scenes leading up? Let's find out right now. Welcoming to the podcast, Karen Kazowski. All right, Karen, let's jump right into it. Uh, One of the most big recent gigs that uh, a lot of people would have seen you at would have been the Super Bowl. Can you take us maybe a little bit behind the scenes leading up to immediately after what it was like to be part of uh, that performance? Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was a wild thing to be a part of. Nikki called me back in December and asked me if I would arrange, make, help her come up with an arrangement um, for the performance. And I was absolutely honored, but I was also incredibly intimidated because it's such a such an important song. And there have been so many amazing performances. So, you know, I went back and like watched every YouTube video I could find of past Super Bowl performances of the anthem. And Nikki and I spent a lot of time on Zoom trying out, because she was based in L.A., she's based in L.A. and I'm in Nashville, so we were on Zoom um, going back and forth, talking about what we liked about the performances, what what she wanted to achieve, and so it was really a process of of getting the right right performance, the right arrangement, striking the tone she wanted to to strike. and then suddenly, you know, a couple months later, I'm standing side on the, on the sidelines of the field waiting to take our positions. I was waiting to take my position at the piano, and, and the, the crowd is like, just the energy is insane. Um, yeah, it's just such an insane experience to be a part of. Um, it went by so quick, too. <laughs> Once you're actually out there, uh, that afterwards we just we were just kind of staring at each other like, what did we just do? <laughs> that is so wild. Were you nervous? I was, and I wasn't. I felt like there was the nervousness, uh, a good nervousness of of the excitement, but I also felt like we were really prepared because we had spent so much time really, really preparing for it that by the time the actual performance day came, we were just excited and really just wanted to get out there and do it. Are there any souvenirs that you like took? Is there like even things that you can take, like the water bottle you had right before you went on stage or anything like that? Well, I got to keep part of my outfit. <laughs> That's oh, your, your outfit cool. was gorgeous. 
Thank you. Yeah, I got to keep that beautiful white jumpsuit. Um, I also have my um, my credentials, my my lanyard with oh, my picture on it and the game day stuff on it. So those things are pretty rare. So yeah, you know that was kind of cool. Did you meet anyone cool at the game? Well, <laughs> I, I was after the at the game. We were watching the game. We were in a suite, and uh, Prince Harry walked in. What with his cousin? He was there with his cousin. Oh yeah, my goodness! Yeah, yeah. I, I I tried to play it cool. You know, I didn't want to like be that person running up and you know demanding his autograph. But I thought that was really neat. And he was he was very chill. Whoa. Wow! Is he tall? Yes, very tall. Oh my goodness. Wow, that is huge. Yeah, I asked that because I was like, there were so many celebrities at the game because it was in LA. So I was like, she had to have seen someone. Oh yeah, and I'll tell you another thing. Uh, Snoop really knows how to make an entry into the green room. Oh yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were all in there doing our makeup and getting dressed and, and we hear this music and then... He comes in with this like '90s style big boombox on his shoulder, and he just walked in really chill and was like, "Hey, wow, <laughs> what?" So he would have been walking around the hallways and stuff, getting there. That was just how he arrives. I guess so. <laughs> that is wild. Oh my goodness! Wow, that that is quite something. So, w- what is next for you? Well, we're gearing up for the Grammys. Um, Mickey's record was nominated for three Grammys. It's like, it's incredible. So I'm, I'm going to get to go and, and attend the Grammys for the first time uh, in my life, which is awesome. That is, that is very, very crazy. And I hope that you stay in touch with us because we are going to want a recap after the <laughs> Grammys. I would love that. Well, we know that you're such a busy person, Karen. So we really, really appreciate you taking the time today for this interview. Thank you so much for sharing so many wonderful stories with us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love speaking to people from Winnipeg about this. Keep in touch with Drew and Carly on social media. Search for at Drew Kozib and at Carly on air. Drew, you saw it online, I'm sure. A lot of people were talking about Wheel of Fortune from the other night where... A um, feather in your cap? Was yes. that what it was? That's what it was. And I'm going to be honest, like, I don't watch Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy. I barely understood how Wheel of Fortune actually worked. I can I, tell you don't watch it because you don't call it Wheel. Us who watch it, we just have to say Wheel. Oh, really? To, yeah, you don't have to say Wheel so, of Fortune. my great-grandfather, his dog, one of the best dogs I've ever met in my entire life, was named Vanna White. I do know that Vanna White is still on the show, right? Yeah. Okay, so I didn't actually know how it worked. Like you spin the wheel and you can buy letters and they give you certain letters to start with already or something? Uh, I mean... This doesn't really matter. Most no. people know how the show Everyone works. Everyone else listening to the podcast. But I think knows like watching that two-minute clip the other day was like the longest I've ever watched Wheel of Fortune. And like, yes, like everyone, I'm like, oh my goodness, because then the guy goes bankrupt, he misses a turn. It was just like a disaster, right? Yeah. But I also felt for the contestants that weren't able to guess this very common saying because I'm that person all the time. All the time. You have witnessed this firsthand. I have witnessed it firsthand. All the time I'm getting sayings wrong. Yeah. Like, uh, what's, what's, a, what's a good one? There was one where you got year and ear mixed up. And you, I still don't. I really got to think that one through what is when that, I say What it. is the saying? Uh, play it by... Oh, yeah, you don't know if you want to play it by ear or play it by year. (laughs) (laughs) But just the other day we were together and I said, denial is a dish best served cold. (laughs) 
Right? What and is it? And you were actually talking about revenge. That's why it was insanity. You were actually talking about revenge and you changed it to denial. Oh my god. You know, so I felt for these contestants and I'm so happy that Pat Sajak is his name. He's Ottawa Senators fan, <laughs> yes. right? That's what I know about him. I know that yeah. he loves the Ottawa Senators. He went on this big rant today on Twitter, uh, you know, nine tweets deep. And uh, I thought it was well done because he was saying like, you know, nobody wants... To- he said nobody wants to be trending on Twitter. Some people want to be trending on Twitter. Um, but, you know, this girl is getting, you know, just made fun of left, right, and center. But mm-hmm. don't you not have to have a certain um, IQ or something like that to go on the show to begin with? Or is that just Jeopardy? Uh I think that's just Jeopardy. You get like a, a pretest for Jeopardy. Maybe you do for Wheel of Fortune. But I mean, the thing with those types of phrases are like a feather in your hat. Like, yeah, it is a little bit antiquated. It is a little bit old. So if you just haven't been around someone who's used that common yeah. phrase, then it's not a common phrase. And you totally. would actually have no idea. Yeah. So I just felt for her because it's like so common. I, you know, I have like a little, if I cared a little bit more what people think of me, then I would be really hurt by, um, you know, when I play games with people and, you know, I got to read something out loud and I don't know the word, you know, mm-hmm. but like, I just own it. I just own it. Not yeah. everyone knows everything and we need to remember that. And I think to prove this point, I think you're ready for Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not ready for Wheel of Fortune. And you know why I know I'm not ready? Because I'm still playing Wordle every night with my boyfriend. And uh, though I have beat him a couple of times, he usually beats me and, and then I'll show him what it, where I'm at, you know, mm-hmm. well, I got three letters and, he, and then I go, okay, oh, I, I say, do you, I actually know the word? And if I don't, if he thinks that I don't even know the word, then he will help me out. Like rupee. Um, yes, the other day. I had no idea what that was. And uh, so I'm like, okay, this is what I have left. These are the letters I can use. And he goes, okay, so um, what's a vowel that isn't commonly used? And I go, uh, M? Vowel. And I'll guess for like three times in a row and he'll be like, that's not a vowel. And so, you know, I have a hard time remembering just off the fly like that. Is it off the fly is the saying? Off the, off the... On the fly, <laughs> off the cuff. Yeah, you're, you A-E-I-O-U, sometimes Y. Yes, I know there the you song. go. I know the song, but my brain cannot remember the song when I'm playing Wordle. Why don't we have all the vowels on the bottom row of the keyboard? Why are they not just there for us? Readily available. <laughs> okay. Let's so, make the world relearn how to type. <laughs> the Hunt and Peckers just finally got comfortable with the home row, and Carly wants to reinvent it all. The what and what? Hunt and peck. That's when you have just your fingers and you're going, you're hunting and looking and you're pecking like a little bird with one finger at a time. And the home row is where you actually put your hands when you know how to type. (laughs) ASDF, GHJKL, semicolon. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Have something to say about between two shows? Record a voice memo on your phone and send it to Drew or Carly on social media. You might hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Between Two Shows. Drew, do you remember um, me telling you one time that my dog Marcy, and I don't care, judge away if you need to, if you think this is gross. I think any other animal or pet or even a child, I would be like, ew. But because it's my own, it's different. I told you that Marcy sleeps at the end of her bed, not under the sheet. She sleeps on top of our duvet Mm -hmm. under her own blankets. Mm -hmm. Um, From time to time, I will maybe once a month, I will be lift up one of the blankets and then a little tiny kibble-sized piece of poop falls onto the ground, hard as a rock. And it's from your dog? And it's from Marcy. And (laughs) I know that some people would be like, oh, well, that was like probably stuck to her bum. No, these dogs have no fur around their bum. Like we, and also my boyfriend wipes their butt every time they come inside, whether they pee or poop or whatever they do. Uh, Because he is um, crazy, crazy germaphobe. 
<laughs> before pandemic even. Mm-hmm. So he thinks of these things. But no, that's not a piece of poop attached to some hair by a butt. No, that's not a possible thing. That butt is just bare butt. Anyways, this is actually, now that I'm talking about this, I'm actually grossed out. Are you grossed out? How grossed I don't know where this is going. So anyways, I can't imagine. Really hard piece of poop. And I'm like, what? So our theory is that I have asked vets this and everything. I said, is she so comfortable at night having such a great sleep that just the smallest little piece of poop falls out of her butt? And is that what the vets... They don't know. Like, they don't know. Like, that could be the possibility. That's the only thing I could possibly think of. And this is Mars who does it. It's a small little piece of poop, and it's in her general area. And it's sleep. in your bed. So, well, it's on top of the bed. Um, but still, the bed. Uh, by our feet. And so the other night, my dog, Oliver, who sleeps in between my boyfriend and I in the bed, under the sheets, gets his own pillow. I wake up in the middle of the night. I roll over, as I do, and I feel this... The thing go across my back and immediately I'm screaming <laughs> and it's 2.34 in the morning and I get my flashlight on my phone. I wake up my boyfriend Tim immediately. Now this is his problem as well. And I look at the bed and there is a larger piece of poop, hard as a rock. And it um, flew over your back? Like, like golf ball size and and it when I like moved over in the bed you know because the bed would kind of like slant uh-huh. the piece of poop like rolled and I felt it across my back and your bare back my back yes like bare like no t-shirt or anything I don't sleep with a t-shirt so yes well, I mean back. I don't know I, I sleep in like a little like bralette like sports bra whatever kind of thing okay I'm a sweater and uh, <laughs> so anyways I feel this piece of poop go across I was like no way <laughs> I get the flashlight out. I get the poop out of the bed. I look at Oliver, who is just on his back. His legs are spread. This dog is so comfortable. And we've been wondering about this dog. And this will be another thing we talk about that I'm experiencing. Oliver needs surgery right now. And we're often wondering, oh, my gosh, is he in pain? What's going on? Because he he hurt his leg. And, uh, no, that dog is having the best sleeps of his life. And so much so that he's so comfortable tonight that this piece of poop falls out of his butt. Like, I need to figure this out, but I am not spending any more money at the vet to ask. Yeah. So... Is that gross? Is my question. It was took a uh, long way to get here. It was a strange <laughs> <It's> a story <laughs> to tell. Um, I think we've all learned a lot. I don't know if we're better people for it, but we're different people for knowing that story. Like I, I have watched my friends' dogs, and they have pooped in the bed, and I was. And you watched this happen? Well. Oh, you've looked after your friend's yes, dogs. I looked after when I was dog sitting for my friends' dogs before. I saw. That dog poop in the bed immediately after letting that dog out in the middle of the night. So that was just out of spite. And I was so grossed out that it was like, strip the bed, clean everything. Like, absolutely not. But when it's my dog, I'm like, and the poop was hard as a rock. That is like a key like component in this story, I think. Hard as a rock poop, not a gross wet poop. I'm like, okay, I will, you know, take that to the washroom, flush it down the toilet, wash my hands, put a towel on the bed and go back to sleep. Well, that ought to do it. I I checked the bed, like, to see if there was any more poop. Um, There wasn't. And it's like, okay, it's 2.34 in the morning. Like, I just, I need to go back to sleep. So I just put a towel down. Like, like that scene in Big Daddy where the kid's just puking Uh and he's just covering up with newspaper. Yeah. Uh, That's what it was like. So my question for you is, yeah. Is this gross? I mean, I think that if your cat's poop, I don't even know what cat poop looks like, but is it hard? I mean, I don't really examine it too much after it gets into the litter box. So I think that the litter does dry it out a certain amount. So yeah. Okay, I'm just saying this is a safe space and we can share these things with each other. And that was a thing that happened. And then in the morning when my boyfriend woke up, he said, did that happen last night? Did that really happen? And usually in the morning he doesn't talk to me because he's not a morning person. He just 
brings me some coffee while I'm in bed and he leaves for the day. And so and I have to I had to actually encourage him to start saying, Bye, love you, because who knows when you leave out the door what could happen to you. Wow. And that was so, the reason why? Yes. Yeah, so I said, You have to say some words to me in the morning. So it was so funny that he was in such a great mood the morning after this poop in the bed fiasco. He said, Did that really happen? I said, Yes, that really was a thing that happened. Wow. Well, I guess my big takeaway is... How much did you miss us? We took, yeah, a <laughs> ye- like a, a more than a month break from uh, between two shows. Maybe we should have taken a little bit longer break. <laughs> Come up with some new stories to share. But you know what? We'll have more stories, different stories on episode 54 of Between Two Shows. Uh, we're back, for better or worse. Thank you for listening to the most recent episode. We hope it was uh, something special for you. Yeah, we hope it was something. Thank you for listening. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. If you want to keep in touch between episodes, just follow at Drew Kozup and at Carly on air on social media. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll be back with more next week on Between Two Shows.